Hello everyone, uh, first things first, I, I'm sorry this has taken too long, I just kept pushing it forward for reasons I am inclined to not share, <laughs> but here we are, I hope uh, this is gonna be great. So this is the last episode of uh, season one of my podcast, and with that said, I invited a very close friend of mine to share some words of the brain concerning my podcasts. Uh, her name is Sandra. She is a psychotherapist. She is in the process of applying for her PhD in industrial and organizational psychology. Yes, and uh, so that is who she is. And we've been friends for 10 years. She's an amazing person. and. And yes, so welcome Sandra to the channel where everything usually sounds unsettling most of the time. <laughs> but yeah, it's good to have you. Please um, go right ahead and share what you gotta share. Uh-huh. Now, uh, I don't know if you've listened to all episodes of Disturbed, but in one of them, I think it's just, Sharon says, and I quote, on days like this, life not you is tired of you life not you lies to you end quote and i remember listening to that specific part and thinking wow she's speaking of the helpless little monster that lives within all of us see i have days when i feel this way as i'm sure that you do too and i think what makes sharon's podcast a gift that keeps on giving is the fact that she does not sit behind her microphone and cry foul no she takes her demons by their hands and strangles the hell out of them and she makes damn sure that we know about it you see she has a dark humor about her speaking as though she wants us to care but in the same breath cussing us out like she could care less about our conceptualization she lays it all out it is as if she knows there will be judgments but she does not seem to mind them but they judge her and you just might push her over the cliff it is a battle with her i should say her writing though raw have a mask about them and her humor my goodness i've never met anyone quite astute at the narration of their depressive inclination that they so wonderfully highlight the self-defeating thoughts that we all battle with you see my friends this this is what depression looks like let me tell you a story about mark from indianapolis he always felt the need to clean his room every sunday in fact he would spend four to five hours at it taking every book out of the bookcase dusting them putting them back only to do it again the clothes in his closet hung exactly two fingers apart he made a ritual of touching the wall in his bedroom before he went out because he believed that something bad would happen if he didn't do it the right way so at the time he loved doing it because he had a constant anxiety about it as a kid then one time he didn't want to do it anymore but here's where the problem came in Mark could not stop himself and for the first time in his life he felt as though he was crazy. Well, it turns out that Mark had a condition known as obsessive compulsive disorder, commonly known as OCD. You see, Mark represents a lot of us. He represents me. 
I, for one, am borderline OCD, but I'm trying to work on it. So reserve your judgments for now. But truthfully, don't we all now and then feel, think, or act in ways that may resemble a psychological disorder? We feel anxious. We feel withdrawn. We are suspicious, sometimes even depressed. And I think we are mostly depressed. And the worst thing about depression is that it does not always have a good reason for its manifestation. You see, when depression speaks, it takes your voice and it sounds just like you. That is why often it becomes an uphill task for an individual with depression to discern a distorted thought from an objective truth. And I think all episodes of Sharon's podcast do a good job at capturing these blind spots that I'm talking about. So um, just just to put in some dramatic, uh, what do they call them? Dramatic, uh, dramatic breaks. Uh, more than enough people have asked why I use Disturbed for the hashtag of my work. And this is why. Growing up, I was, I was always curious about reason, you know? Like, why do people do the things they do? Or how, or how they choose to do it the way they do. So I started, I started um, putting myself in positions where I can learn about people's behavior. I can try and make sense of what's going on with them. And the more I did that, the more confused I became. So, and this process of confusion is actually disturbing, literally disturbing. Like it's not even. Um, it's not even metaphorical or anything it's just that so and i didn't stop so i just kept going on and within that confusion there was sense of what i was looking for there were a few answers and there there aren't answers so it's it's it's, it's a weird circle and in the weird circle i've, I've refused to <laughs> to stop until i find exactly what I'm looking for and that is 100% um, behavioral knowledge of human beings and I know that is weird to think that it could actually get to 100% because psychologically speaking it probably won't but yeah so that's that's where I've come from with disturbed it's a result of confusion and I kid you not while while you go okay let me not say you while i keep going through this maze of a life and figuring out why people do the things they do and for what reasons i forget myself in other people's worries like and it's sad to say but it's what it is and um there are psychological consequences to what I'm doing, but I am not stopping because it gives me a sense of purpose. I understand people better. I can interact with people better when I understand what's like 
with the the structure of their life of their behaviors and their reactions and things like that i really don't know if i've made any sense but i know i kept fumbling over and over <laughs> the same point like i would have taken shorter time to say this but who are we <laughs> so moving on swiftly now I may not know what it is you went through or are going through at the moment and sure thing not all of us have Sharon's courage we all can't make podcasts and confront our demons head on but you know what we can do we can show up if you know someone who's dealing with depression please please i beg of you not to fall into the pit of constantly asking them why depression isn't a straightforward response to a bad situation depression just is it's like the weather you can't just wish it away Instead, I urge you to try to understand the blackness, the lethargy, the hopelessness, and the loneliness that people with depression go through. Be there for them when they come through the other side. You know, it's hard to be a friend to someone who's depressed, so that I understand, but you also must know that it is one of the kindest and the most noblest and the best things you will ever do. And if you're living with depression yourself, make that pain purposeful. Listen to the people who love you. Believe that they are worth living for. Seek out the memories depression takes away and project them into the future. Be brave, be strong, take your pills, exercise. Exercise because it's good for you even if every step weighs a thousand pounds. Eat when food itself disgusts you and reason with yourself all right even when you've lost all hope still reason with yourself what i like to say and echoing this from letters to a young poet is this don't shut out of your life any uneasiness or any misery or any depression after all you really don't know what work these conditions can and are doing inside of you don't persecute yourself with the question of Where is all this coming from? Where is it going? Why is it happening to me? Why just me? Remember that Sharon is already doing that for us. <laughs> I want you to just understand that you are in the midst of a transition and that nothing is as good as change. If there's anything unhealthy in your reactions, just bear in mind that sickness is the means by which an organism frees itself from what is alien. So yes, live with this sickness, live with this condition, but at the same time, make effort to get better. I leave you with this. You can break out of this, you can get better, believe it today, not disturbed. And if you've made it this far, Let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Sandra and I'm the little buggy that Sharon talks about in her other episodes who asked her what hope is. And I am a psychotherapist. I'd like to call myself that although it's like a very long shot. <laughs> But I studied psychology as an undergraduate and psychology is something that I'm really really passionate about. I am in the process of applying for my PhD in psychology as well. So, yeah, you might be hearing a lot about me and my psychological stuff, but just bear with me. I mean, that's the best I can do with introducing myself because I'm pathetic at this, but let's meet on the other side. With everything that Sandra says, I hope this is heavy enough to have you think about why you always use the washroom every day in the morning. 
I hope this is heavy enough to have you take time and learn about human decency. I hope this is heavy enough to help you get through some things that are weighing you down. And and thank you Sandra like I I can thank you enough because this could be just um just me reading out poems on a podcast and that's it but you took time you listened to every one of them and you actually picked some sense out of it and you even agreed to talk about it on here so thank you Sandra again for stealing my seconds of fame and making some sense out of this labyrinth of a mind that I carry around so folks until next time uh <clears throat> I'm still disturbed <laughs>